Hey, my name's Ayo, and this is Chillology, a podcast where I talk about how we think about God in a way that is meant to create a safe place for questions and a hopeful space for growth. Today, we're going to talk about politics and how Christians should or should not engage in them. Let's dive in. It's no secret that politics will evoke in many of us strong emotions, words, and stances. This year in particular, in the era of social media, tensions in this area of thought and conversation have risen. As Christians, we find ourselves in an unfortunately familiar conversation. We're asking ourselves and each other questions like, should we be talking about politics? And if we should, why? And if we shouldn't, why not? Often this question of how we should engage as Christians, if at all, can be polarizing. There are so many opinions from different groups of people that pull us in various directions. Ultimately, many of us feel confused or conflicted, so we decide not to engage at all. In today's episode, I hope to bring clarity by explaining the perspective scripture lays out for us. I want to share this scripture as a foundational perspective for this topic. In Romans chapter 13, verses 9 and 10, in the CSB translation, it reads like this. The commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and any other commandment are summed up by this commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. Our perspectives as Christians is summed up by this commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself. Often in our culture, we're taught to put ourselves first. We see social media posts to say things like, In 2019, I'm keeping all negative energy away from me. Or, if it doesn't benefit me, I don't need it. And look, I get it. It's a hard life out here. People can be mean, harmful, toxic, and it can feel like the best decision to just cut people off. The problem is that scripture challenges us to love our neighbor, not cut them off when they upset us. That is something we cannot skirt around or dismiss. It's not something God suggests. It's something that God commands. But when the scripture is talking about loving as you love yourself, neither does it mean what our society has deemed loving yourself, which is putting yourself first, considering only your wants and needs because others have not always considered you and it is now time for you to consider yourself. No, it's speaking from the place of Love others as you love yourself because you should love the you God says you are. Scripture says we are masterpieces made in his image, beautifully and wonderfully made. It says we are loved. It calls us God's children and so many more beautiful things. So if we understand those things to be true, we should love ourselves because God gave us irrevocable value just by creating us. We must honor respect, and affirm that irrevocable value in others as well. So when it comes to political topics, let's say like abortion, immigration reform, and taxes, and more things that can all become complex, we still have to love our neighbor. Let's talk about abortion, for instance. I think it's fair to say that many of us would think that babies should not die before they have had a chance at living outside of the womb. And in circumstances where birth can end the life of the mother, a woman should not have to choose between her life or the baby's. Both options are deeply saddening and not the ideal. Then, in other cases of rape or incest, life and death aren't the only issues at play. 
The trauma of the situation, the financial capability of the parents, and the support they get are all deeply difficult to figure out when you're the person in the situation. If we are to claim God has a specific stance on abortion, that stance would be that we don't live in a broken world. God would like it for us to live perfectly with him in perfect and holy communion in a world where sin was not present. Everyone believed in pure and total perfection. But that's not the world we live in right now. For the Christian, we have to understand that we cannot legislate morality. The law was meant to do that, and the human race was never able to fulfill it perfectly. Jesus had to step in as the only one who could. What we can do is provide every single option so that abortion doesn't need to be the answer for women who feel this is the route they need to take. Shaming them, verbally assaulting them, and creating this narrative that they just want to kill their babies and do whatever they want and control their own selves is unfair. I know that that's not what everyone who is pro-life does, but unfortunately, the depiction in the media is what most people come in contact with. And oftentimes, those who are pro-life tend to be believers. So I understand we care about the lives that God has made. The image of God is on these children who have yet to be born. That's fully understood. But I think that the way is not forcing people to align with the things that we believe in and our morals. But instead, I think churches need to do more. I think the churches need to become more active in supporting teen mothers. Spending money on programs to help financially support women who are pregnant without a father who is present or capable. We need to deal with rape and incest delicately, but without fear. But ultimately, we cannot sway every person away from this choice. And I don't think it's our right to take that choice away, even if we believe it to be the wrong choice. We live in a world with people who do not believe in our God. We have to accept them and love them anyway. Regardless of what they believe in, we believe that they have irrevocable value because they were made in the image of God. We must learn to find compromise with others. Not compromise that forces us to compromise our convictions and to do things that we know are wrong, but compromises that allow us to try to help people make choices for themselves. Choice is a gift that we were given from God and we cannot take it away. When we choose incorrectly, God does not take our wills away. And instead, he's given us a way to align our wills to his. God made a way. So we should be like him and make a way for others to choose differently. That is not by force but by intentional action that is empowered by love. So I'm asking us to set aside our opinions on the matter and to do what God has done, what he has asked us to do. Love others as we love ourselves, based on who we are in him. This crosses into many other political issues where the Christian ideal may not be what society chooses. We must choose it in our own lives daily and offer ways for others to do so, but again, never by force. I do want to mention that often 
in people who seem to be radicalized in their views of things, these people tend to be very silent about other places where the image of God is not being handled well. So you see a lot of silence in the area of police brutality. You hear them be vocal about people of different belief systems, sexual orientation, so many other things. But they remain silent while our government puts children in cages, others' throats. But we're silent when our government puts children in cages. We cannot choose what matters to God. We must search the scriptures and honor everything that the scriptures say matter to God. And listen, I am not the number one Bible interpreter in the world, the greatest theologian who ever lived, or anything like that. I'm just a person. I'm a person who loves the Lord and is earnestly seeking after Him to be transformed every single day by Jesus, to do what is right in my life, and to honor His Word. So I invite anyone to engage with this episode by searching the scriptures and struggling with them earnestly. And I know full well that some of what I've said may be difficult for you to hear. You may even think I'm wrong. You might call me a liberal or some other label. But all I ask is that you please still engage with me. Let's work through this together. Let's challenge one another. Let's provoke one another to engage deeply in thought about these things. We who believe in Jesus are a part of God's family. We cannot shun each other when we disagree. In fact, it's when we should talk more and work through our thoughts together. I'd like to say that I'm doing all I can in his power to honor God's word in a world that will never fulfill the Christian ideal until Christ returns. And I'm sure many of you feel the same. So let's, as the title provocatively suggests, abort our opinions and adopt the desires of God with the intent to then learn how we can fulfill those desires in a world that will never be perfect until Jesus' return. See you next episode. I love you all. If this has helped you at all, I'd love it if you let me know by leaving some ratings and comments on this podcast. It helps other people see more of it. It helps other people know that this resource is available. Um, And share it with people that you know and you love who you think need some of this information. Thank you very much, y'all.